Get ready to enjoy an earful of auditory indulgence as you explore Tom Moon's book, 1,000 Recordings to Hear Before You Die, presented in cooperation with Workman Publishing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 46 of Hey. <laughs> okay, let's we'll start again. I'm, I'm going to turn my ringer off. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, let's just go with it. Screw All it. right, that's fine. <laughs> um, this is uh, the 1000 Recordings Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Joseph Landman. And with me, as always, every week is the sublime Mitchell Davis. Hey. What's up? Hey. What's going on? We haven't <laughs> talked in, in a while. I know, man. It's a dreary winter. Let's not let's not even talk about it. But yeah, um, I know. I mean, I know you're, you're, you you guys have it a lot harder than we do, but it's still mm-hmm. it's. I, I don't like winter. I mean, I'm, for a person that works outdoors, like I, I'm, I work outdoors, you know, doing what I do. I have learned that winter sucks. You know? It does. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, that would really suck to work outdoors here. And I've also yeah. learned that I would rather be hot than cold. Yes. That's definitely yes. something I've learned from, from now living in a colder climate. Uh, yeah. Because it gets brutally hot in the summer in Houston, but, man, I'd rather I'd rather go through a brutally hot summer than a brutally cold winter um that's just me yeah but yeah that same here I've, yeah. I've learned that there's something about winter is the 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 winter cold is just unescapable i mean you feel it you know every part of your body and mm-hmm. and like i said you you can layer up and and put on hats and all that it's, right. it's still you just it's just brutal like I, I, said, ha- I, would I, rather, hate, I hate layering that's another thing. I don't know if that's from growing up in Houston, but I hate layering. I hate it. Yep. So I go outside in my leather jacket, and that's it. And it's, you know, nine degrees or whatever. <laughs> and I freeze my ass off, but whatever. Um, so this week on the show, we have two artists, uh, Sam Cook and Alice Cooper. And uh, yeah. we're definitely... Uh, have a lot to say about these guys first uh we're going to get into sam cook here and uh we have a couple albums from sam cook sam cook with the soul stirs which is a gospel album and then sam cook live at the harlem square club which is his uh, you know i don't know what soul pop whatever stuff yeah the secular side of sam Cooke. well yeah 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 secular um so yeah, let's start with uh, Sam Cooke uh, with the Soul Stirs, and this is recordings from the 1950s. This was released in 1991. I think it was some some kind of a compilation album or something. But this is uh, recordings from the 50s, and uh, a little bit about Sam Cooke. He was born in 1931, died in a r- really weird, tragic circumstances in 1964 um, at the age of 33 and um, a little bit about his background he was born in Clarksdale Mississippi and uh, he moved to Chicago with his family in 1933 Um, he went to the same high school as Nat King Cole I thought that was interesting yeah Yeah, I guess Nat King Cole is just a few years older than he was Um, he joined the Soul Stirs in 1950 um i guess took over for the original tenor and and sort of quickly became the lead singer and the the kind of leader of the group 
Um, he kind of brought gospel to a new younger audience. Um, it said, you know, in my research, it says that, that all the young girls would rush the stage. I can't imagine that happening at a gospel concert. Well, you if know, you, if you saw what Sam Cooke looked like, oh, I at, know, I at know, that age, then yeah, I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> that is that is definitely, um, you know, part of, of his legacy is is not just that that sound and his voice, but that look. Sam Cooke was he was a handsome dude. I mean, you know, it, it was a good and a bad, you know part of, of his of his legacy you know in, in a lot of ways so but uh yeah that, that that was definitely a draw i mean the soul stirrers had i guess what you would call the, the you know the jubilee you know quartet sound and gospel and they sound great but his look was definitely a draw for them i mean you know you know for young and old and, and, and that was what helped them be so successful you know yeah was it was the mix of both so Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see here. His uh, first secular pop hit was in 1956, uh, "Lovable," and that was based, I guess, on a Gershwin song. Mm. Um, in fact, that must have been the song. There was a story I read where uh, he was given sort of the blessing by his label um, to record secular music, and yeah. uh, I guess the guy wanted something more like little Richard, which was also on this label. And he walked into the studio and heard them recording this song, you know, which was based on Gershwin and he got really upset and he and the producer got in this huge fight, which caused uh, Sam cook and the producer to leave the label and uh, basically go out on their own. That, that was sort of the beginning of his solo career, not just in the music part, but in the business part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That, that back was that that was a big deal. That was like a no no where if you were a gospel artist like Sam Cooke did originally, you you didn't cross over to the secular side. I mean, that was it was taboo, you know, like you would you would be like lambasted. I mean, a lot of artists had to go through that. And I mean, Sam Cooke, I'm sure, you know, being, you know, he was like really one of the first soul superstars of his type. You know, I'm sure he had, you know, he had the same thing, you know, being a big gospel star, making that transition was it was tough back then. I mean, yeah, a lot tougher than it, it would be now, you know, for some artists, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So, yeah, he went on to have a, he had a ton of hits. Yes. I mean, like on the like on the secular side. Um, I can't remember the number. It was it's something. I mean, I think, you know, he only did about this 40, thing. About 40 charted hits, I think. I mean, 40. you know. That's, a, that's yeah. amazing. And I mean. Especially for the short run that he really, he didn't really have right. that long a secular run. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking how many years here? Maybe, maybe like seven, like six or seven years is what we're talking yeah. here. So yeah. we're talking 40, top 40 hits in seven years. That's amazing. That's yeah. That's that's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I I mean that 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 has to be like almost everything you record is a hit. Uh, you know how how much music can you record? You know in in seven years, but um. Well, he obviously he had that that work ethic. You know where he 
he wanted it bad. You know, I mean, the 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 success that that came, you know, to him early. I mean, he didn't want that to go away. And like I said, he was he was really one of the first, you know, soul singers of his type that could really sing anything. Like you mentioned Gershwin earlier. I mean, Sam Cooke had a, a voice that was it was transcendental, if you will, where he could he could go from gospel to blues to jazz to to soul, whatever, you know, I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, he had a voice that could adapt and a style, really, and a look that was just it was just easy for him, you know, and I mean, you know, there are a lot of singers like that, that that have that look. You know, I mean, I mean, and I'm, I'm about to liken him to somebody that some people may disagree. But but Elvis Presley, he was another person who had that look that could sing almost anything. Right. No, I, could I, be I hear successful, you. you know, yeah. even though Elvis had much a much longer run, you know, but I think I, I liken Sam Cooke to someone like Elvis where, you know, I, I think, you know, eh, singing wise, I mean, they weren't really the same, but they both had that same charisma, if you will, where. You know, they had a great stage presence and it could really sing. Elvis sang gospel and, and country and obviously rock and roll and, and some soul, really. You know, and I mean, I didn't really think about that until just saying it. But anyway, you know, back on Sam Cooke. I mean, he just he could sing anything. He was just a versatile singer if I've ever seen one, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start talking about some of the music. Um the first track that we're going to listen to is called Touch the Hem of His Garment. Um, I, this is a great introduction to his overall style, you know, of solo singing. Um, this is definitely him. I mean, it's focused on him. It's not really so much the group, but this is him. I mean, this is what I think would be one of those songs where the girls would rush the stage, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, the, the issue of what's being sung about in the song is not really, you know, something you think girls, you know, you know, like be drawn to like in a love song or, or, or a song about partying. I mean, it's I mean, it's the story of, of Jesus in the Bible where he was, you know, basically in a room full of people, you know, just kind of thronging around him. And you have a, a, a woman who basically had a, an issue like in the Bible, it says an issue of, of, of 